Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm really hoping I don't sound terrible like I did the last time we recorded. <laughs> but we're back. We are. Um, so... Uh, this week, we are talking about Atlantic Crossing. We're going back to Atlantic Crossing. It's about, we are at about the halfway point at this point. Um, we've uh, just aired, the at least on our PBS station, we just aired episode five. Um, I'm pretty sure most PBS stations have aired their episode five. Now. Okay. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. Um, and, uh, you know, this show, I really like this show as long as it's not actually about Franklin and Martha dating, <laughs> uh, like or or, I, or or their love affair. Like what I I, I like I everything about really... it except the thing they tried to sell me on. Um, I also don't. We talked about this a little last time, but I think, um, I also mostly like the show. I don't like Franklin Roosevelt at all, which as a diehard. Uh, <laughs> Believer in the New Deal um, is hard for me because he here is just a real creeper <laughs> and kind of gross. And I, and I don't, um, I know we talked about this. We talked about this a little last time in terms of sort of like what, what the pitch, like, you know, like you pitch the piece, you pitch the piece, you have to write the article. Like, and this does not line up like pitching the piece and writing the article at all. Um because it's really not like like 85% of the show is about something completely different than they told me the show was about. So that's strange. And also the part they tried to tell me the show was about is the worst part of the show. Yes. And, and I wonder, I also too, I wonder, I don't, I'm just going to own the fact that I don't watch a lot of television that isn't sort of made for the American gaze, if you will. And so I don't really, or I haven't really, spent a lot of time thinking about like how other countries sort of culturally sort of sort of like view things that we consider culturally significant like i have a very specific i am not old enough to have i'm old but i'm not old enough to have like you know remembered fdr or anything so like i have a but i have a very like in my head specific kind of picture of what i sort of envision fdr to be as a president as a leader as a democrat blah 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 this show does not share that vision. Um, and it's a little, it's weird. Like it's interesting, but it's also really weird because this is just not kind of a take on him as a president that I have seen very often. So literally anywhere else. I, so I, I, I was really curious about actually how you, how you took him. Um, because, you know, as you say, we are, we are the generation after the generation after, right? Like my mother was born in 46. Um, she grew up, my grand, my grandfather basically preached, you know, in, in the in the way that that like Republicans preach God, guns, and Reaganism. My my grandfather preached, um, you know, God, the New Deal, and Roosevelt. And my mother grew up with those as sort of a tenant of 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 her American of of her American patriotism, and that was very much passed on to me when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties. That that the world that that the America that we had was because of FDR, because FDR was a good and solid leader, and that we should praise him, and that Eleanor Roosevelt is like a foremother of feminism, and we should praise her. 
And I mean, I do think some of that is actually true. I do think I, I Greg and I have a, Greg and I have had this conversation many a time on our constitutionals around the neighborhood, like sort of like what leaders do. I think FDR is probably the best president we've ever had. I think he saved the world. I think he did it from a wheelchair when he couldn't tell anybody that he did, like when he couldn't, like when that was seen as a, a severe weakness. Like if the I don't I don't know how many people listening have ever been to the FDR memorial. I love down. the FDR memorial mostly because it's it's right in the cherry blossoms and it's so pretty in the spring. It's beautiful. I had some of my engagement pictures done down there. Aww. It's gorgeous. It has like a giant statue of Fala, his dog that I love. <laughs> um, but it's very controversial because it's done in four segments since he served four terms, and one of them very distinctly like portrays him in the chair. And it's very like controversial that they chose to do that because he specifically himself did not want to be seen that way. So it's kind of like a, you know, whose gaze is it sort of question. Right. But like, I do think he, I think he probably saved the world and like, that's good. So <laughs> and yeah, no, this th- this show definitely does not see him that way. And they don't see Eleanor the way I was taught either. And I found both of those to be extremely striking. Like, uh, honestly, like I do watch. I think, my, I think my read of this Eleanor is kinder than yours, just judging immediately from that comment. But well, OK, so here's the thing. The thing that I hate about the show is the is, is the love affair. Like, I hate this. Like, I, I just when, when when he went to kiss her in the car at the end of episode five. <laughs> yeah, that was basically my response thank you um honestly like Sorry, I was... it's like seriously like watching your sort of i don't know like your it, it, because they keep your uncomfortable uncle at a family like dinner thing and you're just like please stop please but stop oh he didn't they, stop they haven't built to that like there's no romance here she's in love with her husband we had a whole sex scene with her husband like she she is faithful to that man she literally got rid of like she literally does everything I, he- although i will say i truly did not get like a recipe a, a, a recipe <laughs> wouldn't that be a funny show like great british bake-off but <laughs> at the fdr house um i did not get like a a recip- what's it? reciprocity Reci- mm-hmm. reciprocal no I, absolutely That's what i want i did not get that vibe but i also feel like when there's that kind of power differential like women are not necessarily like Able. given the tools to know how to say no to that and um, and and i think if there's anything the show has definitely established it's that martha does not have the tools and in fact the show mm-hmm. has gone out of its way to show that martha is a woman who does not have the tools to do what she's doing and she's doing it anyway and that to me is part of the reason why this show is so great and that's the storyline that i am here for every single time like see that that scene where she sat down with the the ambassador and she started and she teach me what i need to know to do this right and she started playing fdr like i fell out of my chair like that was the funniest scene not a terrible american accent nope. by the way like i i i was like that was so great um and that's the, that's the martha i want that's the show i want and that's the show they're giving me 75 percent of the time like you know honestly like episode five which is the one that stared is the one that that, that has the, mo- the most quote-unquote romantic bits but it also takes like a whole 20 oh. minutes where we stop and we talk about the fact that she's got like naval people staying at her house and she's comforting veterans I, 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 and also, like, I really am going to put a stake in the ground that I don't find any of that romantic. And it doesn't, to me, feel like the show portrays it necessarily as romantic. I read it as just being kind of sad because and not sad, like ugh, sad, even though like it's gross. But 
like sad for Roosevelt because he has wanted like this different life than the one that he has, even though he's the most powerful man in the world. And he's still like, like he's still not happy. And whether that's because he's married to a woman that he doesn't love or he can't be his true self because he has to hide the wheelchair or I, or I, I don't know. Like that scene, um, as I said, like I, I was, I was really surprised how much I've, I've sort of loved Kyle MacLachlan, like and accepted oh, really? him. I as... have not. I, I like him as an actor, but his Roosevelt does not work for me. Okay, I, I've been, I've been actually surprised how much it is working for me. And the scene where he talks about wanting to run in the field, like that, just that was, I think, probably my favorite scene out of all the Roosevelt scenes. I also really couldn't decide if I thought that scene was truthful or him playing her. Like, because she, the show sometimes, sometimes it does this well and sometimes it does it really poorly. The show likes to play her as so naive. Yes, I will agree that. I don't, that I don't know if like that was a real statement or Or if if he's trying to seduce her. Or if he said that because he knew that is the kind of thing that would like pluck at her heart. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, I don't know. He feels very manipulative to me and not just to her, but to everyone else. Like I cannot stand the secretary he's having an affair with, but I'm also incandescently angry at him on the secretary. I can't stand behalf. Oh my God. Okay. Can we talk about the jealousy? <laughs> so the, the jealousy parts of this show make me so do, angry sometimes. Do we know if any women were writing on this show? I don't think so. I can't. I, because I, I it does not believe, feel like it. No nope. woman behaves like that. Okay, first of all, we establish, in at the beginning of episode three, we establish that Eleanor Roosevelt has a lady friend, quote unquote, right? That she she is she is not I mean, They, they mentioned that there are rumors yes, about Eleanor Roosevelt right, having we, at one point had a lady friend. Okay. I don't know if they imply she still has the lady friend. They, they, they basically say she lives in New York with another woman. That's what they say, that that's why she's not around the White House. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point is, is that they basically have this whole thing about like she and Roosevelt are not having a romantic relationship like that is established. And so what happens when Eleanor shows up? She gets jealous. Excuse me, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I did not view that as like Eleanor being jealous. Ah, like, see, from over, okay. Uh, you, see, you, wait, wait. I'm uh, not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I didn't view it as her being jealous from like a relationship, like love standpoint. I read it as her being jealous that someone else was influencing his sort of policy thinking. Because to me, it reads a lot more like prior to Martha showing up, like Eleanor really has his ear. She's very against like American interventionism. Inter- intervention is that even a word I just said I don't know she's very she's very anti-America getting involved in the war and suddenly Martha shows up and he's not listening to her anymore and that's where I I got it as more of like a professional kind of jealousy rather than she gave a crap about whether or not he liked her romantically ah okay so we do because she clearly have... knows she clearly knows about the secretary I can't so, stand. Okay, I can't stand the secretary. Neither can I, but I feel bad for her. I can't stand that they make the secretary this incredibly ugly creature. Like when that that thing, that line she says about, well, she's not lonely anymore. When she says he's got all the navy people there, I was like, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding! Like really, really? Like it's ho- it is. It this is, is my brain exploding. I know it's awful, but I also sort of understand it. Because 
well, okay, wait, let me back that up. I sort of understand it from like an in-character, in-universe position, not necessarily like a writer position, because again, I feel like there are so few options for women in this man's orbit and in this world that they kind of got to like take what they can get. Like, I hate that she is made to be so small for him. And I don't particularly like her as a character. So the fact that I actively dislike her and also feel really bad for her is a really interesting place to be sitting. But I don't, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of the women are smarter than, than maybe you do. (laughs) Because I feel like there are so few outlets for these women to wield any kind of significant influence or significant like control over anything. So they're all trying to do it through him. And he's dumb relationally speaking so they all can do it at various points but that makes them that puts that there's the reason that i ask if there are any women involved in writing the show is because the show seems to boil down the essence of every female every female connection to competition yes and it's not i don't i don't really read it as romantic competition because i don't think any of them except maybe the secretary But I don't know if that's because she actually likes him as a person or she just likes to feel powerful and needed because that's clearly a big part of her thing with him. Or, you know, like, I don't... Where was I going with that? They they, they basically, I'm reading these as all romantic and sexual jealousies and you're reading them as professional jealousies Mm -hmm. because this is the only way that they can be professional because they're not allowed to actually be, you know... But the show only understands that women can catfight each other. Yeah. And I, I it's and then that's honestly exhausting because as weird as I find the sequence in which Eleanor is like making Martha run around her like foyer <gasps> clucking like a chicken, like I kind of loved that. <laughs> yes. Like I loved that for them. Yes. And I love that coming at something sort of together and as equals and without having to fight over it. Yes. That when when again, when any sort of right reference to the to the FDR Martha relationship disappears and we just have Martha like basically learning how to be like a person in politics and a person to fight for her country, which is what the Eleanor training sessions basically are like this show is great. Like that, that was a great sequence. And that made me like, honestly, I was so mad at this show up until that sequence. Like I was like really like ready to just yell about this show for 50 minutes. And then we got to that sequence and I was like, okay, no, you know, I do like this show. It just makes me mad. (laughs) For me, that sequence proves that, that the point of friction between them is him. It's not. It's not the way they feel about each other. And it's not that either of them views each other as like a threat as women. It's that they can only do things like he's he's the thing they have to fight over because he's the only sort of like leverage they have. I don't know. I don't I don't get the sense that any of these women, except possibly the secretary, because I don't know that she's ever had anything other than this, like really cares about him that much romantically speaking. I just I, I I find it very I find the show to be very frustrating in that. And I find it oddly like I find it very like oddly unprogressive in a way that I wasn't expecting the show to be when it comes to the actual romantic relationship. Yeah, please explain what you mean about progressive. Okay, when I okay. I when you tell me that you are going to give me a show about a romantic connection between FDR and Crown Princess Martha, I expect something a little more equal. I expect something a little more respect. 
I expect I, I expect the characters to have more respect for each other. I, I just I just see. I kind of got the vibe that that um I know I just interrupted you. I'm sorry, okay. but I, I've lost like two strings of thought already today, and we're like ten minutes into this. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like um, and I know we did talk about this some last time, but I feel like that logline is just not even what the show is, and. The minute you start watching the show, it's obvious that that's not what the show is. So it does not. I was really not super even looking for it because I feel like I had decided internally that like that was the pitch that they gave sort of American TV to put this on American TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it feels like much- we have to find a way to like center the American part of it, even though it's not. And 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 I think it's I think it's actually really unfair for the show that it did that. I think it's I, 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 I get marketing has to market, but there's there's a point when you when you market things when when you can't lie to people about what your show is actually about there. You have to respect your audience. And there's a level of disrespect that I feel we got with this that also like, well, you'll tune in because it's romance. No, screw you. You know what I actually would tune in for? I would tune in for this without any of the romance. And in fact, please remove well, it. Because the thing is, it's also not at all a romance. There are no elements of this that are romantic to me. Yeah. And I really like, don't. I, 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 I have to agree that 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 kiss at the end is creepy. And I never I, wanted to think of FDR I mean, as a creep. Like, not. Oh, my God. Me neither. But not to put a you know, a, a, a fine point on it, but like every woman who's listening to this right now has probably had a similar experience yep. with somebody they worked with or for, and they did not know how they should, you know, we've all started talking about this a little bit more since, since the rise of kind of the me too movement, but like women know this, like that's very familiar to every woman who's watching this because we've all had to navigate some version of that at some point. Yeah. And she's as and and she's and this is the the irony is that this is a thing she can't go to Eleanor and say, can you show me how to deal with this, too? (laughs) Like she can't go to anybody and say that, to be honest. Um, I honestly feel like Eleanor, like this Eleanor would understand if she told her that. I think she'd be like, dude, your husband is a mess. And I think she'd be like, I know, because like, I wish that was the show we were watching. I would love that show. I would too. That would be a great show. Because like <laughs> it's very clear in the way that they've conceptualized in her writing, Eleanor, that like Eleanor knows what's up. Like Eleanor understands like how her husband is. She's seen this all happen before. She knows how he, you know, gets his head turned or whatever stupid language she uses to describe it. And she's really sort of upset about it when she thinks that that um that Martha is somehow going to use him for something that's like against his best interest. Eventually, I think she sort of comes to see that Martha's sort of very sincere in her desire to, you know, help people who have been harmed in the war, help her country, help help get back home to her stables and their dog that's not there anymore. Um, <laughs> but you know, so I don't. I think. I think. For me, the Eleanor jealousy really read as a strange mix of like not quite protectiveness, but like knowing that her husband is kind of dumb about women. And I feel like gross, like FDR, man, but he's kind of dumb about women, clearly. It, it, and yeah, it's true. Um, and you know, honestly, like 
I think that there's other things about this show that also ring really false in 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 this section. Um, one of the things we talked about in the first episode, when we talked about the first couple episodes early on, was um, the 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 Germans being these complete like buf- the 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 stereotypical Nazi buffoon of you know we'll make them talk and then shooting the dog right like it's it's exactly the kind of thing you you would expect a Nazi to say. Puppy. Yes, at least they got a new puppy. Um, <laughs> The, uh, the 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 protests of the Americans of we don't want to get into the war also feel really cartoony in a way that oh. I find bizarrely uncomfortable. Like the constant chanting outside the White House, um, which um, can we just note that when they say war, they're saying it with a British accent. So the, it's a British crowd outside the White House. <laughs> that bothered me a lot. <laughs> Um, be, especially because they, you know, the, I'm just assuming it's because they didn't have a crowd of Americans sure, to cast in Norway. I'm sure, but still, it's a little weird, and it's all, and it, and it adds to it, it. Actually, to me, it really adds to the to the falseness of it. Um, you know, because it's, I do think that this show does have, and I don't know, I never know how much of this is me just being American and being like, oh, well, of course, everyone thinks that we're really like. We're we're really like people who just yell about our own interests all the time, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I hope, I hope, I hope that the world doesn't think that we're all like that because we're not. But fifty like, percent of us does are not. feel like a very. It does feel like a very um, caricature idea of sort of what the American people are like, and I, I mean. I guess that's convenient for narrative purposes, but it also is just really like eye rolly. Yeah, and it's in again, if you sold this to the Americans and they sold this to the Americans early on enough that like I mean, this was they should you know, that we got involved with this and co um Masterpiece got involved with this and co-produced this from an early stage, right? Like this was a co-production along with Denmark and and I believe Sweden's uh, public television stations. Um, so um, they... I don't know if that necessarily means that they had any input in the show being made. Usually, that's just code for money. Okay, because I was going to say if you if you're aware that the Americans are spending the money on this, though, wouldn't you like I don't know. Like make, I don't, I don't, I, don't I clearly didn't do enough research into sort of like the history behind how the show gets made because I was under the impression that this show was made and done and dusted before kind of masterpiece got involved with it. Or no, Gil, uh, uh, the the other two that we're getting um, from the sort of pandemic buy of last year, Guilt and Us, were both done and dusted. But this one was still this one was still in this one was at least somewhat in production. Um, when when masterpiece got involved, um, so yeah, at least uh, I, I the way that it was told to me at the at the Television Critics Association, that's what it sounded like to me. Is that they jumped in and they actually they were like, oh, this thing is being made. Let's let's go let's go get in with this, and that that's why this was you know. Whereas you know, us and guilt basically, I think guilt one of them had already aired over there, and the other one was about to air, and so they were already finished, and it was just to basically come in and scoop it up and get the rights to it. Hmm. I did not know that. But yeah, like I um this this show is I I really want to like this show more than I do. I think is part I of the problem. I think I like it more than you do. I will say that I think it's too long. 
Mm. I think they probably could could have maybe chopped off at least one episode, possibly two, and just really streamlined everything. Because I do feel like this set of episodes we're talking about today. Uh, granted, I haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched the last three. There's yeah, three more. No, there's three more. I haven't, there's three more, and I just like who. Um, and I feel like this section just really feels like the mushy middle mm. to me. Like, how far are we from Pearl Harbor still? Yeah, no, Pearl Harbor hasn't happened yet because then we get into Because, like, war. we just had Christmas. Right. Um, so we, But I don't know when, like, Lend-Lease um, was a thing. Uh, Lend-Lease was right at the beginning of 1940, so we're still a year away. Yeah, that's just, we could have we could have really like smushed some of this. Yeah, and I mean, and that's actually the thing is that this isn't a you know I, I joked at the end of our last you know episode where we talked about this that you know it's Atlantic Crossing maybe episode three will be nothing but us like watching her cross the Atlantic, and it still took like an entire like almost the entire hour before she had basically moved into Washington I, and like and- I mean I thought I thought some of that episode was really well done I thought the the part where she thinks that her son slash the future king oh. like accidentally took some cyanide pills oh. as candy was terrifying yes. and really like something I had not considered but like then she gets to New York and they have to like video the big buildings in New York and they have to like go and the sightsee it's just like there's, I, don't, I feel like there is some fat that could be trimmed, is what I'm saying. I, or maybe if the focus had been more on, like, the... Because I think this show really does a certain... Um, when I say horror, I don't mean, like, jump scare horror. I just mean, like, the horror of the things that were happening to these people while America is still sitting on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Alfred, the guy who lost his legs. Like, oh, that, I, I, I love that Just, like, that heart-stabbingly stuff. good. And then it's just, like, also, here's Martha deciding whether she wants floor length or still length drapes. <laughs> and guess what? I don't care. And they're getting in the car again and going for yet another drive. Oh, I actually like I did have a moment of where the hell are they in DC when they go house hunting? Are they supposed to be in Maryland? Like <laughs> I think so. it's funny. Um since when does I, Maryland look always like Europe? The, it's really funny because I'd uh, well probably like Potomac, but um <laughs> I I uh I only heard of Poops Hill before because I'm I'm from Richmond, Virginia. And there is uh there is a very one of the sort of uh growth suburby like pushing out into the boonies parts of Richmond is is called Short Pump. And it's just like land of strip malls and a one very large, very nice actual mall. Uh, and there's just, I just know this because next to the target that I always have to take my mom to whenever I go home, it's, it's on Pooks Hill road. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just like, what is it? And now I guess it's named after this, this Pooks Hill. Oh, I don't know. Okay. So she was down by Richmond. Like still. I don't think so. I don't think she could possibly, there's no way because he says in the, he's uh, FDR says at one point, I'm going to Google this while we talk <laughs> if I could find my phone, but I don't know where that is. Because I just I I assume like the Pooks Hill Road in Richmond like can't possibly be the same Pooks Hill Road, but maybe it's like named after that. I don't know because it literally the only time I'd ever heard of it was that random road in Shorepump. 
Yeah, but he... thank you for that diversion into Lacey's home life. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I don't, you know, he says you're about 30 minutes away, and I'm like, yeah. I, let I, me tell you, Richmond is not 30 minutes away. Uh huh. I'm aware of that. Um, I'm gonna say, like, that's why my first thought was, oh, Southern Maryland somewhere? Is that where we're supposed to be? Like, I should have actually looked up like where it was that she lived while she was, um, while she There's was. There's an apartment complex called Pooks Hill Tower in Bethesda. Mm, maybe. Uh, Bethesda would be about 30 minutes away from the White House. That would actually oh, wait, make sense. Here we go. Oh. oh, that's not right. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I, I was like, "Wait, I'm gonna click this," and it's like something about the Mayans, and I'm like, "Never mind." <laughs> this episode is a mess, y'all. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I know think... this Wikipedia says it's in Belize, which is okay. No, that's also not, that's... incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, the point is, is that like, there's just there's so much about this show that I want to like more than I do, but there's there's so much extra stuff that like, right, like uh, how many scenes do i really need of of ola his name is olaf his name is olaf not not, not, not olaf. olaf like frozen which i keep trying to say um <laughs> although he does look like he also likes warm hugs but uh like how many times do i need to see the scene where him and his dad talk about like whether they should go to america like they, it's like five times they have the same conversation okay i did I did love the London bombing, and I love. Oh, they I love the part where they include um, um, uh, Queen Elizabeth being like, "Oh, well, now I can look e- the East End in the face," and I'm like, "Y'all got that off Wikipedia," but I love it. Yeah, that um, was that was that. See, that's the thing is that there are scenes that are just absolutely great in this thing, and I feel like I feel like if this show were six episodes instead of eight. Yeah, I just think there's some fat that could be trimmed. And I'm thinking specifically like, okay, Olaf and his dad have the same conversation five times about whether or not they should go to America and try to like get back Norway from America. And I get I get that the cabinet is frightened. We don't have to be reminded the cabinet is frightened. But like they every... go on about this so much mm-hmm. that then suddenly when Olaf is just like skipping back and forth to America like multiple times, like what? Right. Like suddenly we go from like, we can't even talk about this. It's too dangerous. What if I drop dead while you're gone to, well, I guess he's just going to go for Christmas, like with one suitcase and then pop back. I don't, it's so weird. Um, oh, and, um, can, can, can we just, can we just have a quick chat about like the, the, um, the, the not exactly downstairs people and, and their kids? (laughs) I laugh, I cackle because until the, uh, the episode where they come to, to America, and what's his name? I don't know his name. <laughs> Olaf's like dude. Olaf's secretary person. Like shows up in the stairs to stare at 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 Martha's Mrs. Hughes. Like I had forgotten, <laughs> like completely forgotten that A, he existed. B, they were married. C that I guess their kids have just been riding the bus this whole time. Like, I ugh, so unnecessary. <laughs> Talk about just like things that could just be like just well, they the stopped riding the bus. They stopped whole... riding the bus and she got engaged and he got them to England. Like, did they meet on the bus? I don't know. <laughs> Let's not ask these questions. Let's just It'll accept it. be a whole, it. like, episode. It'll be like a flashback. <laughs> Listen, I'm just glad that the kids are okay somehow magically. Like, they got off the bus. She got herself I mean, engaged. I guess they're I'm good. glad they're okay. I forgot they existed. So, <laughs> yeah. Man, Fellows has so much to answer for. Seriously. Like, this is your fault, sir. But you're right. They could really. I think there's a really like sleek story in here that would be. 
I don't want to say shocking because I don't want to be like, ah, the, the war happened. We all know there were atrocities, but that is as impactful as watching those scenes with Alfred, as watching the scenes of them on the boat to America, that opening sequence where like there's literally a mine like scraping the oh side of God. the boat. Right. Like all of that stuff is so good. And then drapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think this also I, I had the it also bothers me to say it episodes because somehow along the way I got it fixed in my head. There were only six. And so I keep getting confused <laughs> that there are that, like, I'm like, I'm almost done. Wait, there's three more. Right. Like I, yeah. America is yeah. nowhere near entering the war yet. My friend, we got a long way to go. Right. Like I'm just, it's a bit, I mean, I assume from the trailer that, uh, that episode six will finally get us into the war and that will, I, I don't know. Do you think? I, I don't know what we'll do from there. Um, but, we are a long way from December 1941 at the end of this episode is all I'm saying. It's true. But I'm really hoping that we just sort of like, I don't know, like skip ahead. Um, <laughs> because honestly, like I, I, I wish... The thing is, is that because this show is not made for the American gaze, it is really fascinating to me. And I want more shows like this. I want Masterpiece to bring me more shows like this. I One of the problems that, that Masterpiece has sort of created for itself and for, you know, Anglophiles and, and bringing over British and international television is that it basically gave us this false sense of what it is that people watch overseas. Um, because it only brought the creme de la creme, so we thought that was all there was, right? No, it's true. Um, it's 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 a problem. Um, and I feel like this show is sort of a course correction on that in a way. Like here, here is something kind of random from Norway. Um, and honestly, like I I I I want to love it more than I do because it is something that I feel is important. The the kind of television that I think is important for us to get over here. Um, I wish it were more of sort of the first two episodes vibe of being like, here is this country that you did not even really think about being in World War II that got like conquered and there's or invaded or both. But um, there's a scene where Martha's talking to someone and I don't it might be FDR. I've forgotten who she was talking to, but they're both basically like. Well, if Hitler wins the war, you're not going to be queen of very much. That's what the secretary and. And, oh yeah, Caddy. I should have known. Women cannot fight each other. It's a real thing. Um, what was I going to say with that? Oh yeah, here is where I was going with that, and that is this: like that is something that like I don't, I don't think many of us as Americans are thought are are taught much about that. There was a real chance that Hitler wins, or that Hitler, um, someone makes a deal with Hitler, and and Nazi Germany takes control over like a significant chunk of europe and keeps it and and that there there may not be in norway or any other country who is it who said that the arc of the universe bends towards justice isn't that mlk i think it might be um I think it's MLK. I think every time I hear that, I think, first of all, I, I think of my friend Mariko who said only if you jump up and down on it. Um, ah, that's but also true. Second, Sometimes you got to help it bend a little. Uh, second, I always think to myself, but, it, but what if it didn't? Like, there is so many, we, we, we take for granted in so many places in history that the arc of the universe just bent towards justice. And actually, like no, no we, like with no help from anyone else, right? And we no, we just got well, lucky. I also, I also, again, from a perspective of like sort of what we're taught as Americans, uh, in American history classes, like as Americans' view of our own role in history, 
Like we don't, for a lot of people, I think they think about that World War II somehow only started like with Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, but which, which obviously terrible, but like there was a whole several years before that where, you know, a lot of people suffered, a lot of horrible things happened, but like literally like that, that there could have been a whole different, you know, we didn't have to, if there were no Pearl Harbor, we wouldn't have gotten to the war probably. And then what, then what, you know, like, but we think that the world war two was somehow like fine because America came in and saved the day. Well, like. Yeah. Did what if we didn't? You know what I mean? Like there's so there's so little that I think we know about about what happened in the war prior to Pearl Harbor. And this show really has a chance to sort of talk about that. And instead yeah. they're giving us drapes. And they're not even pretty drapes. That <laughs> color is bad. Uh it's like some kind of weird peach. Yeah, no, it's dislike. It's- like peach salmon. I don't so seriously gross. like early forties colors are just not not yeah they're not in anymore. Let's be thankful. I do, they do have some just banging hats though. Although I wish Martha Martha has like this fur stole that I think is really beautiful. Except for the part that is directly you guys can't see the gesture I'm making, but it's literally like in the hollow of her throat or some poor animal's paws. Oh no, that's like, that's a mink. And yes, minks always have the actual mink mink bits attached to them yeah. to prove themselves to be mink. It's so weird. <laughs> Get fake fur, people. That's what I'm saying. It's gross. It's cruel. You don't need feet on your clothing. Seriously, if you really want fur, just get a cat. Okay? They're they're fuzzy. They meow. It's yeah, great. They'll leave it all over your house. You could make a sweater. <laughs> um, but anyway, to my previous point, like, actually, that was what I got to ramblingly at the end there is I do think because we are often, I don't know if we're taught or if we just only really start paying attention in history class like we think the war started with pearl harbor but there's literally like years of the war before that that we don't ever learn anything about which is probably why i didn't know until i watched the show really i'm sure that i did like in the sense that i read a sentence someplace but like that norway got invaded you know their their entire system of government was like sent on the run like these are things that I don't know about. Basically, the, the 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 idea of the neutral country basically was thrown out because the neutral country requires a gentleman's agreement, and when you and 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 war isn't really conducted by gentlemen. And this idea that it that that it will be always is ridiculous, and that that was the problem both with World War One and with World War Two. Um, and honestly, like Martha actually has a great scene where she makes that point, um, and it's not like that should be a highlight of this story that should be like the the, that should be like the 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 moment of this story right that that's that should be the moral of it in a way and it it's lost in between like i don't know like like catty nonsense from the secretary and you know hold on to your britches and flooring it in the car drapes right like it's just I wish that, I mean, if they're going to show, like, I I don't know. Again, I feel like it's because I come at this characterization of FDR from being an American who, like, we are, again, taught a very specific, uh, what is the word, hagiography? Yes. About FDR. Um, Like, I wish they would spend more time into how much he, like, uh, on how much he, like, clearly, like, he clearly loves the pool and why he loves the pool and why he loves driving because it's, like, if these are the things that he can do to feel like a normal regular person 
who not like normal in the sense of like, I'm going to get a coffee at the 7-Eleven, but like he doesn't need the chair. He doesn't need anyone to help him. It doesn't like cause intense physical pain, but they just don't like, I don't know. I guess like they just assume we're smart enough to pick up on that. But I feel like that that's a really humanizing element that this character is sort of lacking. Yeah. I, I feel the the refusal to humanize FDR is also is is part of what makes this show feel very strange. Because if you're if you're making this knowing the American audience is going to tune in, why wouldn't you do that? Like and may, maybe it's because they don't maybe it's because they think of someone who like maybe the, the the thought is is someone who ran for president three times four times and and claimed he was only doing it out of a sense of duty but really was doing it because he loved the power is you know i wish they had touched on that a little bit more in the episode mm-hmm. where he gets reelected because they don't um like if you were just watching the show and you didn't know anything about like american political systems like they don't even treat it like it's weird right like, like that's his third term, right? The, right. the election that he wins. Yes. And that has never happened before and it has never happened since. It's actually like forbidden. They made now. they they made they made laws against it after he did that so that no one would ever do that again. But like the show doesn't even mention how how weird that is that he that he not only did that, but that he won. Right? And that like And he's gonna do it again. Right? And that like there's a there that there's a level that in a way, he was also screwing with democracy at a time when democracy needed not to be screwed with. And that there is a, an aspect to it of which, you know, I, I think other countries probably don't realize this in, in a way. And I think this is only something that Americans kind of understand is that our norms were, up, were, were upended so much in the last four years. And the last time norms were upended in just that kind of way was FDR. And yet somehow FDR is... Like, I mean, I was basically told to think of him as a saint the way that we think of Fred Rogers as a saint. Um, I was going to say lionized. But, but, uh, but you know what but, I mean? Like we, we, we that, that is an but, upending. But then of, again, I, then again, I think that the outcome is like when you do something like that, and you turn around and save the world. People are willing to like forgive a lot. Yeah, that's but, true. But I, but I also just feel like that's just one of those things that like people who aren't American probably don't realize is weird. And they're not super specific about saying that it's FDR's ter- third term or how strange it is that he's running for a third term. Or or how or what an uphill fight. The part of his uphill fight here isn't really the war. It's literally that he's running for a third term. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't get any of that. And I, I understand in a way because this is Martha's and, and story. One of the reasons, and one of the reasons he won a third term was because of the war. Yeah. And there, there is a falseness to the anti-war sentiment that bothers me a lot i also really just don't like kyle mclaughlin as fdr i love him so much in other things but he just does not work for me in this part and i may be the only person that feels that way because i've seen a lot of praise for him in his performance and i think as an actor he's certainly doing the best with what he's given but i just he, i uh, I, you know. I absolutely expect that um masterpiece is running him for best actor in a limited series um, I just from just from the sheer amount of interviews I've seen him do, like I absolutely expect. Well, that he you is... also you also have to remember he's literally the only person in the show an American viewer will even remotely recognize. Oh, that's true. Um, be- like the only one, and some people are only going to know him as Charlotte's husband from Sex in the City. <laughs> that's so sad. I mean, honestly, like I I recognize Olaf from The Last Kingdom, but I understand that most people don't actually watch that show. Anyway, um, so. 
I'm, I'm, I, I can't actually figure out what the last three episodes are going to be like. <laughs> right? Like, I, I really am quite... Like, where, do, where does this show end? Well, I assume the show ends when her husband, when she and her husband go home to Norway. Or, and Sweden. There's a lot of years between now and then. Yeah. In the show. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I assume we end with FDR's death and them going home. Like, that's what I assume. But I, the show is moving so slowly. And I, I, and 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 are we really going to have a love affair? Because I don't think I want one. And I, I don't. Think we, I don't think we are. Just because I get. I, no, God, I hope I not. get nothing from her. God, I hope not. I get nothing from her on this, so I don't really think this is going to go anywhere. Okay, I hope not. Also, because it's one of those things where I feel like if it had really been like a huge thing, it, someone would have mentioned it ever, and I literally never heard of it until I read see because I show. had, but I'd always heard I'd always heard it as a thing that was swept under the rug, and I never knew anything about her. So mm. I just sort of like you know, in the way that we sort well, of sweep the way we sort of sweep the J- JFK's affairs under the rug, I just sort of figured. You well, know. it's also one of those things that, like you have to decide whether or not that was just because people didn't like her trying to get above her place and therefore they sort of like write it off as she was just as like bit on the side or whatever she's a crown princess yeah but it's america uh, we don't care about royalty uh, i mean unless they're british royalty then we care a great deal yes it's very Um, true and and if they get netflix shows we (laughs) like them even more Uh, relatedly happy belated anniversary to wills and kate i have great fondness in recalling being up at four in the morning to watch her wedding when I was younger than oh. I am now. Um, and that's, I think, where we're going to end this show because okay. uh, we are running out of time. And also, I feel like we could go around quite a bit about what we think the rest of it's going to shake out to be. I know. But listen, there's three episodes and we've got another episode to do on this. So why yeah. don't we wait and we'll have Janet back for the next one because she loved this show. So She does. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, like, I really want her perspective as somebody who is not American and maybe does not have these sort of pre-existing, like, feelings about FDR and his role in world peace. I, I think that I think that I think that's actually probably really important is to have somebody who was not indoctrinated with saying FDR. So we'll see. Stay tuned. We will return to Atlantic Crossing. Um in several weeks and possibly several years within the world of the show from now. So, Annie, tell the people where you can find, where they can find you. Yes, that was right. Correct pronouns are good on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. You can find pictures of my adorable fuzzy cats at Annie Bundle on Instagram. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily, and I am a regular contributor to televisions, and I also freelance around the web. Um, if you looking for things for me, um, this past weekend, I uh, covered Pose, um, which the third season of is start just started, and I love it, and it, it's the great it's one of the greatest shows that Ryan Murphy has ever done. And I just want to plug it, even though it has nothing to do with this podcast whatsoever. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, also uh, happy May 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> Star Wars Day, I guess. Um, where's my Leia movie? Anyway, um, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And I also write a lot here at Televisions. And I cover things around the entertainment web elsewhere. But I always tweet my bylines. So come and be my friend. Read my apparently never-ending thoughts on Shadow and Bone. um, Which we're definitely going to talk about on the show in the next couple of weeks, I think. And 
my cats are also nine months old now. I don't know how that happened. Um, time. time, time. What does it mean? Uh, they're so big now, but they're still very adorable. And they're still on Instagram at Baker and Hammer. So go look at their cuteness. The site and the pod, if you are more interested in the content that you actually came to this podcast for, <laughs> lives on social media at Telly underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions blog, all one word, on Facebook. We are a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, you can visit televisions.org and click on the donate button up top to help us keep doing it and support public media at the same time. We are still here. It is May. It is spring. It is unseasonably warm in D.C., um yeah i don't know summer we're doing it but until you know we can safely do all the things we normally do in summer please keep wearing your masks hand sanitize wash your hands get vaccinated if you or one of your loved ones have not done that yet i know a lot of places have just gone appointment free so you can probably just walk up to wherever in your area is doing vaccinations and take care of that like real quick greg for some reason had like no side effects from his second dose and considering I slept for about 36 hours after I got mine, I was a little jealous. But anyway, the important part is that he got vaccinated. Yay! And everyone else should too. So that is my pitch on public health. We'll be back to discuss much less weighty matters next week. And thanks for listening. <laughs>